I swear I used to be a lot more popular back when I was a kid and uh, people people respected me, uh, which is pertinent to tonight and what we're discussing, which is a book about a book theoretically about respect. We're not going to you know, I'm not going to dwell too much. Well, I will dwell too much on it because uh, well, because it's it's a weird book. We're, we're, we're talking about a very strange book today. So, uh, welcome! It's my live stream. We're doing uh, the Berenstain Bears show some respect, which of course uh, is is what I'm all about: showing some respect to my to my people, to my fans, to my listeners. It's all about respect. It's about mutual respect. You respect my opinions on the bears, my thoughts on the bears, and or religion, and I respect you for many reasons. Uh, your sense of style, your your the way you approach problem solving, uh, your taste in fashion, which is kind of like the sense of style. I couldn't think of anything else to respect a person. Those are the two things I respect people for: their fashion sense and uh, the things they uh, the things they like to eat. Was that the other thing I said? I don't care. Uh, this is about respect. We're respecting people, so let's start. Let's start by showing some respect to this here book. It's a Living Lights book, which means it's about God, presumably, uh, but about God. Not, mm, not so much about it as you might think. Uh, so let's take a look. This is Baron St. Bear Show Some Respect. This is a Jan and Mike book. Uh, I don't have the... Uh, actually, I don't have the... the. Uh... So I got this on Kindle. I thought I owned a physical copy of it. I don't. So I have the Kindle copy. It is less than ideal. If you're, if you're interested in books about bears and respect, the Kindle version of this one leaves a little to be desired. Uh, the, one of the main things being, it's really hard to find the uh, the copyright info on this. So if you're if you're listening and you know the the publication date on this one, just shout it out. I think it's 2011. I think this is a 2011 book, but I could be wrong. Uh, Living Light, show some respect. How do we start this one off? There we go. There we. Oh, it's right there. I didn't. I I should have pressed backwards. 2011 starts with a quote from Exodus: "Honor your father and your mother." Let's find out if those cubs do just that. Uh, so there's very little plot to this book. It's a summer day. The Bear family, the Gramps, the Gran, the baby, they're all going to go out on a picnic together. It's beautiful. I, and I'm going to say I really like the illustrations in this book. It's, it's in an interim period. Uh, it's the end of the it's, – it's, we're, we're nearing the end of the Mike and Jan era, and we're about to begin the Mike era. So I'm seeing a blending of styles. We've already got Mama in her uh, – we got Mama in her vest. Uh, cover up them polka dots so that the uh, illustrators, the color and the coloring doesn't have to fill in so many dots. Uh, we've got we've got a very young honey. She hasn't aged the one or two years yet that we're going to see her age, and uh, and some very some very bold lines. Not the sketchy art we're seeing in the main line. Where this is the living light, so there's a lot more bold lines, a lot more confident hand behind these illustrations. I like it. It's pretty. I like the way it looks. So uh, immediately, right off the bat, things are going things are going terribly because Papa announces that. Uh, oh, Grant. Sorry. So in the past, Papa has been the one to make wilderness stew, but all of a sudden, we're noticing that Grant is talking about wilderness stew. Regardless of who is making the wilderness stew, we know one thing about it, and that it's terrible. Uh, so brother hates wilderness stew. After Grant announces that's what they're going to eat, Mama's like, "What'd you say?" And brother's like, nothing, nothing. Let's let's go find out where we're gonna go eat. So the cubs run off ahead without listening to their parents. They uh, they find a picnic area, 
And uh, Papa says, you know, I used to come, we used to come here and, and, and kick it when we were in school. And Sister's like, when you were in school, that's lame. I don't want to be like you. And so she and brother run off to find a better picnic spot. And Papa's like, I don't like the sound of this. I don't like where this is going. So the mom is like, let's eat by the swamp. I love eating by the swamp. It's where your papa took me on our first date. Now, remember, mama and papa started dating when they were in high school. So that makes sense. This is the kind of place that a high schooler would think is really nice. But as you get on in years, you start realizing this is a terrible place for a date. Uh, This is a swamp. There's toads. There's long grass. There's not even a spot for a picnic. The cubs know this. And they're like, this is terrible. Let's go someplace else. And mama and papa are both like, I do not like the fact that my children do not like the fact that I took mama to a swamp for our first date. That's things are okay. We are escalating in the, uh, in the aggravation that people are feeling in this book. So then Gramps and Gran or Gran is like, Hey, you know what? Your Gramps and I used to eat at the top of big bear Hill. We we'd hike up to the top of big bear Hill, have a bite there, have a little nosh. And mom is like, I don't want to climb up to the top of the, the hill i don't want to go all the way up there so grand's like all right okay i see where this is going so they're you know trudging along to the countryside by this time honey bear is fast asleep in the basket on papa's back and gramps is like okay i'm gonna let you i'm gonna fill you i i have a good picnic spot and papa's like just cut it out okay we have been walking now for about an hour trying to find a place to eat i don't need to hear it dad I don't need the words coming out of your mouth right now. We know what we're doing. Zip it. Zip it up. And this is when Gramps flies off the handle. Now, we know Gramps. We know he's one of the worst bears in bear country. Between him and Farmer Ben, I am surprised more people aren't hit over the head with things like shovels and hoes and rakes. Between him and Farmer Ben, I'm surprised that they haven't split the editorial section of the newspaper off into its own publication. Between Gramps and Ben, I am surprised anything gets done at city council meetings. Grizzly Gramps, kind of the worst, with his little straw hat and his little straw mind. Sorry for the editorializing. In any case, Graham stops him. He's like, listen to me. You aren't showing much respect for your elders. And Grant is like, yeah, you're not showing any respect for us. And Gramps is like, and you you two are being, you and Mama and Papa, you're disrespecting the old people, and the kids are disrespecting the not-so-old people. Tarnation is what I imagine is going on in his head. He doesn't say that in so many words in the book. He does not say tarnation. He does say doggone, though, which is the closest anyone comes to swearing in these books, except in the book about swearing. There is a book about swearing that I covered a few years back. They come pretty close to swearing in that one. And then Gramps pulls out a quote. This is one of my favorite parts of this book. Gramps pulls out a Bible quote. Uh, It's a Living Lights book. And he says, you know, us old folks know a thing or two. As the Bible says, age should speak. Advanced years should teach wisdom. And that sounds like something that is undisputable, right? Especially if you're a follower of the Bible, right? You'd be like, okay, you got me. The Bible did say age should speak. Advanced years should teach wisdom. But wait. That's not the whole quote, Grizzly Gramps. The whole quote is from Job. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because Job is a very long book in the Bible. 
But there's this part in it, throughout it, where there's these three guys who are constantly ragging on Job and being like, you should, you must have done something wrong, Job, or else God wouldn't be attacking you like this with the sores and the boils and the dead family. And this young guy comes up, right? And he says, stop it. Stop ragging on Job. I may be getting this wrong, but this is more or less what happens. And he says, I'm going to tell you a thing or two, old people. Now, I used to think that age should speak and advanced years should teach wisdom. But now I'm realizing that the word of God can speak through anyone and real wisdom can talk through anybody. So I'm going to tell you as a young person what's really going on. That's the context of the quote. The quote is not shut up and listen to your elders. The quote is, I used to think shut up and listen to your elders, but you people are talking some nonsense and I'm going to speak some truth to you now as a young person. That's literally the... The character in the Bible, in Job, is literally disrespecting his elders. That's the context of the quote. And they pulled that quote, chopped off the beginning and ending, and threw it in here as a quote to say, respect your elders. And I find that hilarious because there's only two Bible quotes in this story. And one of them is fundamentally wrong. Job is not a book about just blindly listening to what everyone says. Job is a book about a lot of things. It's the book where we find out they're sea monsters. Okay, like if if nothing else, if you take nothing else from Job, just know there's giant sea monsters under the sea. That's the lesson of Job. But the dozen of Job is definitely not blindly listen to your elders and show everybody respect. I mean, God, God doesn't get respect in the book of Job. That's kind of the whole point. Job is like, what are you doing to me? He's like, I love you. I will always follow you. But what are you doing? Like, Job is disrespectful. He's disrespectful in a respectful way, but he's also, like, calling God out in the book. It's interesting. It's a funny book to pull quotes from about respecting your elders. But then there's not a whole, like, the Bible isn't just like, this is how you do it. The Bible has a lot of, like, stories in it with different characters who say a lot of different things. It's like uh, Netflix that way. Uh, so Gramps whips out the knowledge and Papa's like, uh, and he's like, don't, but, but me, Sonny. <laughs> and then he says, a wise son heeds his father's instruction. And that is pretty much the quote. Then he pulls out a proverb and I'm like, fine, you're going to pull out a proverb. Like that's what proverbs are for. It's just a bunch of pithy sayings that you can just toss out and be like, see, I told you so. I mean, it's a whole, there's a whole bunch of like, Proverbs about like listen, like listening to your father and stuff like that. Like, whatever, fine, you got me, Gramps. But you didn't pull out the Job Gramps. So I'm starting to think you may not know a whole lot about the context of what you're discussing. He calls Papa Sonny, and brother and sister are like, "Oh, I never thought of the fact that my father is my grandfather's son, Sonny Junior, Ernie, Ernest, Ernest Junior. We know that again, Papa." Is a junior. He in Gramps' his name is Ernest. We know that we talked about this last week. Never occurred to them that their father was someone's child. I mean, obviously it's occurred to them before, but not today. So they think it over and they're like, ah, we were being disrespectful. We were excited about the picnic. We forgot our manners. We need to show some more respect from now on. And mama and papa are like, Yeah, we did the same thing. We're sorry we weren't more respectful. And Grant's like, ah, don't worry about it. 
we have a perfect picnic spot. And Gramps is like, yep, I know exactly the place. And so they keep walking across the countryside and they end up in their favorite picnic spot, which is at their house, which is at Grizzly Gramps and Grizzly Grand's house, which looks awesome, by the way. I don't understand this architecture. If anyone out there is 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 an architect major or knows anything about architecture, please let me know what the style of Gramps and Grand's house is supposed to be. Because it's like neo-futuristic cathedral. I don't understand what this thing is. It's got like all this glasswork, it's got like a circular dome, it's got eaves and buttresses that are flying all over the place. It's got a, a fully glass, like, three-season porch, but it's like fully glass. Like, there's not even like a, the glass goes from like roof to floor. It's, there's not even any like, the glass isn't even held in anything. It's like they took it off of an office building. They decide to have a picnic. They decide to have a picnic in the backyard is the long and short of it. And uh, they fire up the grill. They grill up some honey-grilled salmon, which sounds great. And they have a great day. They raise their glasses of lemonade to Grizzly Gramps, the eldest member of the family, to Grizzly Gramps. Papa Con Bear Country's best picnic spot picker router, says Papa. And Gramps says, you know, it's about time I got a little respect around here. Ho, ho, ho. That's what the book's about. Is they eat their steaming bowls of stew. I thought they were eating grilled salmon. I don't understand what they're eating. Uh, and raise their glasses of lemonade. Now, what's interesting, this book, The Berenstain Bears, show some respect. Uh, I talked about this book with Mike when I visited, when, when Brad and Jeremy and I visited uh, Mike in his studio at his home years ago now, the summer I turned 41. Uh, we visited him, and we were talking about successes and failures. Which books were the big successes? Which books were the failures? Which ones surprised him? Like Which ones were like, he was like, oh, I thought this was going to be a bigger seller. And this was the one that he really, that he pulled out and named as one of the bigger surprises. It's a book that didn't, not only didn't sell well, but that didn't go over well at all with readers. Uh, he said that he thought it was a, he thought it was a no brainer, like a book about respecting your parents. Like, of course, people are going to, are going to buy this one. They're going to enjoy it. They're going to, they're going to like get it for their kids. They're going to read it to your kids. You want your kids to respect to it. And he was befuddled. He was confused because the reviews, like not just that it didn't sell well, but that the reviews were like not uniformly negative, but were were weirdly negative in a way that he didn't seem to understand why people didn't want a book about respecting your parents. Now I'm looking at the reviews now. Uh and it still rates a 4.7 out of 5 on Amazon out of over 1100 reviews or ratings, I guess. But the top reviews are very low. One star. I'm very sad these books are incredibly terrible now. I disagree, reviewer. I don't think they're incredibly terrible. And this was a review from 2016. Um, only about respect for elders, two stars. I was disappointed the story is only about respect for elders and not respect in general. Okay. Uh, also, it's hard to say that what they that what it's hard to say what they are defining as disrespectful. Is it an attitude or a disagreement with an elder? I was caught off guard for by Gramps chastising Papa Bear. And uh and he does it only with a Bible verse. I think Gramps could have just said, it seems to me you folks aren't showing much respect, and then explain the disrespect of running off and interrupting. Uh, they never define what disrespect is. And I actually got into a conversation, a little bit of a conversation with Alana earlier today, that this book isn't so much about 
not showing respect as it is about showing dis. There's a difference between not showing respect and being disrespectful. Like like the first one, not showing respect. Respect. <laughs> Respect in general is something, in my opinion, that you should, you need to have earned. Being disrespectful doesn't mean you're not respecting someone. It's an act, like being disrespectful is active. Like you are actively disrespecting a person, not simply not respecting that person. Does that make sense? Like I don't respect some people. But that doesn't mean I'm being disrespectful to them. Like not having respect for someone is just, it's an internal thing. Uh, but there is a belief among many people that you should automatically respect someone who is older than you. That being an elder, being an older person is an, is automatically should garner you a certain level of respect. And that's a, that's a, that is a, I mean, clearly it's said so in the Bible. But we also know that there are adults the parents, grandparents, plenty of them who have not earned respect and who are not deserving of respect. And those are the people who tend to demand the loudest respect. Uh, it's, 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 a more, it's, it's complicated. I think from these reviews, from the things I've seen about this book, what people objected to is the sort of smug self-satisfaction and across the board, like laying out of a single rule, which is that Elders and parents and grandparents deserve blind respect. Uh, and that might not have been Mike's intention. That might not have been Jan's intention. But and I remember him saying to us, I don't know, I guess I'm just an old-fashioned guy. I just I guess I was raised to respect my parents and respect my grandparents. And you know, we didn't get into it at the time, but it, on reflection, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I think it is a generational thing. I think kids today are are taught more autonomy, are taught more, you know, like to to demand if if someone demands respect, they have to have earned that respect. Or, you know, if you if you notice someone doing something disrespectful to you, you don't owe them respect in return. There's layers to it. And I get what Mike and Jan were going for. Like I kind of understand the point of it. I kind of understand the the meaning behind the book, but on the other side, I understand why people in 2011 through today might find it a little off-putting. Um, I mean, a lot of these reviews are just like, I didn't know that this was going to be a religious book, and that's on you. It's a religious book. It says so on the cover. Um, but one person, one review, a two-star review, says, fails to make its point. It says, uh, it gives examples of disrespect ranging from mild, interrupting and not listening, to really mild, uh, practically stating an opinion or disagreeing. Uh, and uh, it says many of the examples of disrespect weren't relevant. It didn't really exemplify disrespectful behavior, which they pointed out. Like some of it's just like I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to eat here. I do think the way the kids expressed their displeasure with the picnic ground choices was a little like it could have been politer. Like that's manners. Um, because of the stated opinions being used as illustrations of disrespect, the book almost gives a feeling of children should be seen and not heard. And I think that's something that people were reacting to. The sense that because you are younger than me, your opinion matters less. Your thoughts matter less. And I do not want to eat in a swamp is a valid opinion. I don't want to sit in the mosquitoes and eat my food is a valid opinion. Now, the one way that the parents could have dealt with that is simply by saying, 
I totally understand. Uh, but let's let's give it a shot and see if you want to eat here. Clearly, nobody wanted to eat outside anyway. They all wanted to eat at the house. Why are you going on a picnic in the first place if you're just going to end up at your grandparents? Um, and that some of the examples are more obvious, such as not listening or interrupting. And yeah, like that's that's disrespectful. Don't don't interrupt. But that goes both ways to the parents as well. Don't interrupt. And then a lot of people call it, it's just not an interesting story. Now, normally, at the end of these books, there would be a list of questions. But because I have the Kindle version, I don't have the questions. And I'm kicking myself so hard because I thought I could get away with just reading the Kindle version. Clearly, that's not the case. The Kindle version is the paperback version in all respects, except it's missing the final page. And I find that frustrating because the final questions are one of my favorite parts of these books. And so, because... I don't have that on hand. I'm going to pull out a uh, a bonus. I'm gonna I'm going to pull out a bonus book to share on this episode. It's the Berenstain Bears respect each other. What is respect each other? Well, it's a book from 2018, and it's the exact same book. This is a this is one of the uh, I can read books. It's a Zonder Kids I can read book. They took the Berenstain Bears show some respect, kept some of the same Bible quotes. And just shortened it. We've been here. It's the same illustrations. It's the same bear. It's just simplified language. I do love that in this one, Grand just doesn't say it's like wilderness sushi. He's like, it's my favorite. It's my special stew. And because of the shortened language, brother just goes, yucko. And mama's like, what did you say? Nothing. Let's go. It's the same thing. The kids are on ahead. Uh, Papa likes the picnic spot, but the kids don't because it's so old. Uh, they don't want to eat by the swamp. Uh, they don't want to eat on top of a hill. Uh, and Graham says, I have a good idea. Papa says, we don't need help. We know what we're doing. He doesn't pull out the exact quote. Or Graham doesn't. Uh, so normally this is where the Job quote would go. And Graham says instead, the Bible just says, listen to those who are older than you because they have wisdom to share. She's a little more vague. She doesn't pull out the Job quote exactly. So I'm giving her a few more points. Grand, you have a few more points there. The Bible says, listen to those who are older than you. They have wisdom to share. Fine. Okay. Uh, and Gramps pulls out another Bible quote. And they don't even call this out as a Bible quote, which is a little smarter, too. He's like, no, listen, a wise son listens to his father. And this is where we get the sunny thing. We'll show you some more respect. They head off to the picnic spot. Never fear, Grizzly Gramps is here. And they end up back at their weird futuristic home. Uh, they grill up some salmon with honey. They sit around. They eat their bowls of whatever. And it doesn't end with Gramps saying, I finally earned some respect around here, or whatever his line was. It's the same book, essentially. But I'm going to tell you, if you're going to go for one of these two books, get this one. This one's less wordy, and it's a little breezier, and it actually works a lot better because the Bible quotes take a back seat. And because it's not so wordy, it doesn't feel so preachy, um, and not so dire, not so much like their lives depend upon earning some respect from their kids. So, the Berenstain Bears show some respect. The Berenstain Bears respect each other. Two books. Two very different books, just in tone. The same exact book in illustrations and storyline. I like the way they look. They're very colorful and cute. I don't agree with the message. I mean, I agree with respecting people. If they, It's not that I don't agree with them. I don't agree with the way the message is presented. If you want to teach your kids how to respect someone, teach them the things to look for, teach them to be polite. Teach them to say, like, 
I, you know, like, oh, it's cool that you used to eat here, but can we find a, can we find a different place? Or, you know, like, I, I know I'm just, I'm, I know I'm just a kid, but I have some ideas too. Can you, can I, can I throw out a picnic idea? Uh, like, oh, we want to sit by the swamp and eat our, and eat our food. Hey, there's some mosquitoes here and I'm not, I'm not comfortable around mosquitoes. Can we find a different place? Teach children and other people to express their opinions in a less confrontational way. I guess that's what it is. Like if you if if it works both ways, listen to the listen to what your 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 family members are saying, but also family members don't just blurt out. Like don't just ugh, I hate it. Just be like, okay, but but have you thought about this? That's a good way to do it. And I wish my child would learn to talk like that. Uh, we have a lot of issues with respect in our house. Um, you know, we have a we have a kid who is a preteen and doesn't always doesn't always speak as respectfully as she probably might be able to pull out of her life. She might she might actually be capable of of speaking more respectfully if she if she if she put a little, a little effort into it. And we have this conversation a lot and sometimes that conversation gets heated and uh frequently it's the absolute worst, but uh but uh it's probably something that we could work on in our house. Uh but a lot of times not being not speaking and I, I hate the word respectfully just not speaking politely uh, has it, then it gets you in the negative effect which is like i don't want to do this and instead of saying how about this instead of just saying like have you thought about this you stay like i don't want to do it and then everyone gets defensive and, and that's what happens in this book they, they everyone gets defensive about their options about their choices about what they want to do hey let's eat here i don't want to do that oh yeah well that's disrespectful or hey let's all eat here this is a really cool place. Uh, I had some ideas. Can I throw out some ideas? Hey, look, all of a sudden the mood is different. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I always do that, but you should. I should. I should be better about it. I don't know. I realized I never introduced the I never I never introduced the show. I never actually said the intro to the show. I'm noticing it right now. So pretend I'm doing it at the top. <laughs> Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and then it follows. The rest of the show follows. Uh, and I did it. I did it at the end because you deserve it. You deserve my respect. You deserve my respect. And I do respect you. If you're listening to the show, if you're watching the show, if you happen to come across the show, know that I respect you just for giving it a, a taste, a little try. Uh, uh, and if you don't like it, just pass it up. And if you do like it, just know that the episodes are all over the place and they vary. Uh, but that's it. That's the Bear and Same Bears. Show some respect. Respect each other. Buy, buy them or not. Buy them or don't. They're the same. <laughs> they're the same book. Uh, throw them up on your bookshelf with your other with your other Bear and Stained books. I was gonna gesture to my Bear and Stained books behind me, but uh, these are like my adult Bear and Stained Bear Bear and Stained books. So it's all like, it's all like Stan and Jan Berenstain's like gross 60s humor books uh, that are all about like hitting on secretaries and don't you hate having children, which I love. I think they're very funny, but uh, that's not what I was just to. Uh, I, this is just a bunch of, where, where are my Berenstain bears? Oh, they're all behind, they're, they're like literally exactly behind me. So I can't even touch them. Uh, but if you're going to get this one, man. If someone owns this book physically, can you please like photocopy or scan the questions at the end just so I know what they are? Because that's my favorite part of the 
Living Lights books. I should have bought this one physically. In any case, uh, thank you so much for watching. Oh, I have a question. Look at this. I have a question uh, from Matthew. How often do Gramps and Papa get into fights? In old-fashioned Christmas, it's implied Gran has to run interference between the two to keep the peace. I would... Okay, so we don't see a whole lot of fighting between Gramps and Papa. It's not like a regular thing. It's not a... It's not like... It's not part of the of the lore, but Gramps is so confrontational all the time uh, with people who disagree with him that I feel like off camera, Gramps and Papa don't talk about much beyond the surface. That they try to keep things quiet and polite. And they probably don't talk about politics. They probably don't even talk about religion. Because I, from Gramps, from, I don't think Gramps thinks about much beyond what's in the editorial page. What, what he's seeing on his Twitter feed. And, uh, and uh, what it says in his daily Bible devotional. That's only 365 pages long and only has a one sentence quote per page. And I guarantee you the ones about respecting your elders are earmarked and like have little tabs in them so he can whip it out whenever he uh, whenever he feels threatened by his own children. Uh, but I don't know if they get into fights because I think they don't just I just think they don't talk about much as as is obvious because they didn't even talk about where to go out on a picnic together. So uh, that's that's my that's my canonical answer to that. Uh, so you know, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, thank you for being a part of all of this. Uh, this is going to go up on my page, and then it's going to go up as an episode, and then it's going to be posted somewhere, probably on YouTube, and then we can all enjoy me existing in the ether long after we're all vapor. Long after we've all been annihilated, somewhere up in space will be this signal. This episode will be floating around. I like to leave people on a positive thought uh, because if there's one thing that doesn't show us respect, it is the inevitability of time and the wasting away of our bones. So uh, you can find me at BerenstainBearcast.org because I am an organization. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearcast. You can listen to my other two shows. Uh, it's Del Toro Time that I do with my daughter Willow where we talk about movies and movies, mostly movies, sometimes books, but mostly movies, and uh, Pizza Toast that I do with Christy Admiral. We're discussing the entire 10-book series, the uh, the Fab Confessions of George and Nicholson. We, we did uh, Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging last week week and we have uh it's okay i'm wearing really big knickers coming out this week or uh, uh i can't remember what the american title is so uh, if you're interested in the fab confessions of georgia nicholson uh oh boy 10 weeks of that so uh, 11 weeks because we're doing the movie so uh tune into pizza toast for that one uh, otherwise thank you again for being amazing uh thank you again for supporting me thank you again for keeping me in your thoughts and I'll see you all next time, deep in editing Phil here. Uh, I was cleaning my room like a baby, like a little baby, because that's what I am. And uh, I found my uh, physical copy of the Berenstain Bears Show Some Respect. I actually do own the Berenstain Bears Show Some Respect. So uh, I, have the, I have the questions from the back of the book. I actually, I actually have all of them. So... 
Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through a couple of them because a lot of them are redundant. They ask the questions that I already posed, like what does respect to others mean, and to whom should we show respect, and do we only have to show respect to those older than us? And have you ever felt that someone did not give you respect that you deserve? It's an interesting question. Um, no, I don't, because not only do I feel like I do not deserve respect, uh, I feel like I am a man who could not earn respect, no matter how hard I try. I feel. Uh, 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 unrespectable, non-respectable. I do not feel like a respectable man. I do not feel like I am worthy of uh, anything. So why would I deserve respect? I've never felt like someone didn't give me the respect I deserve because I don't deserve anything. So I guess I've always felt appropriately respected. Uh, how did it make you feel? Fine. Did I talk about it with that person? No, because it didn't matter. I always feel respected. By the people who count, but I mean the people who should. Never mind. You got the answer. Uh, which of God's ten commandments talk about respect? Explain. Um, none. I mean, I guess kind of like honor your mother and father, uh, but that's that's up to interpretation. The word respect doesn't appear. Uh, inspect. Maybe your neighbor's house. I don't know. Is that that's a different thing? Uh, get out and do it. All right. Show respect to people in your community. There are many ways. One a not one a make cards for the elderly. All right or sick in your church. Okay, uh, family in your church family uh, or you know I guess people in your other families too uh, and take them to the hospital or nursing home. Kind of hard to do during uh covid probably you know like you should probably ask first but uh that's a cool idea thinking about people who are sick or old uh b organize a group of friends to rake leaves cut grass or do your yard cleanup for people in your neighborhood i mean that's helpful that's that's helping people out i don't know if that, to me that's not really respect like you could do that for if you just do it for people like general people there could be some real jerks that you're doing it for and you wouldn't even know uh, it could, like it should be like for people you respect in your neighborhood, uh, and then the, when the people on either side of them are like, "Why aren't you raking my leaves?" You could be because I don't respect you, and I don't rake leaves for a man I don't respect. See, organize a food drive or a blanket collection. I think we've had a food drive or a blanket collection in the past. I think we've done that. Uh. For those in your larger community that are less fortunate than you, it's nice. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Like you need, okay, this is where you need a little grown-up help. Um, deliver the items to a local shelter or take them to your church for distribution. You know, that's a applaud right there. Again, a general food drive or blanket collection is awesome. I don't, to me, that's not like show some respect to everybody like to me that's fine that's general that's just being a good person like after a while the, the the definition of respect becomes nebulous if if this is what you're if this is the way you if the way you show you respect someone is by feeding the homeless great perfect awesome but it's a little general like you could be like i really dig that guy's style or i think that woman is right on i'm gonna feed the homeless like I mean, I get uh, maybe in your mind it goes from A to B, but it, to, as far as like showing respect for that specific person, I mean, maybe they know about it, maybe they don't. I respect you so much. I'm not going to no longer feed the homeless. 
I respect you so much. I am no longer not going to have food drives. Like, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, again, food drives, blanket drives, any kind of drives are all good. Even the movie Drive, pretty good. I don't know what it has to do with showing respect to your elders, showing respect to your mom and dad. Actually, I would say though that this collection of questions and activities, strongest part of the book, strongest part of the book, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's actually the most thoughtful part of the book. The rest of it, I mean, honestly, again, take or leave, but those questions, man, get out and do it. Do it. Bear country.